This is Laura, and we are back. Um, it is June 1st, and it's hot as balls. Like, Casey likes to start off with a weather report. Yes. <laughs> well, you know I almost went to school for meteorology. Oh, yeah. So I so, do love, I am that bitch that like when a hurricane's coming, mm-hmm. people will text me, yeah. what do you think is going to happen? And I'm like, well, let me tell you because the European models are saying. I'm like, <laughs> I just get real into it. I, like, Sethan thinks I have a problem sometimes because... Well, we just switched from DirecTV to YouTube TV, and they don't have the Weather Channel mm-hmm. on YouTube TV, and that was like that. It, they used to not have Investigation Discovery, and I needed my murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. But they just got Investigation Discovery, but oh, they still nice. don't have the Weather Channel. But like when hurricane season, I will watch that from like morning it's the to Super night. Bowl. Yes, like, yes. But like I cannot get. They can play the same like newsreel over and over and over again, and I'm just like. Yeah, I can't remember which which of the last big hurricanes it was where you were sending me texts like, Laura, you have to get out of town. And I didn't even know there was one coming yet. No, you yeah. were just, yeah. So Looking anyway, out. speaking of Brunswick, where I live. <laughs> yeah, so we have a very special guest with us today. <laughs> He's special, guys, that's it. No, I uh, was good friends with his little sister growing up. And I was friends with a bunch of his friends but I didn't actually meet him until I moved to Athens and I was seeing in the biblical sense your roommate Mm. and that's when I met you (laughs) that's when I met you and then it was probably like a year later before I realized you were Cassie's brother which was funny because we were in the same circles and we'd see each other a lot and then and then when I met Sethan he really got along with Seth in and then they became boys and uh and now I I was at their wedding I did his wife's makeup and by the way his name is Eli I don't think we've said that yet I was getting there it's <laughs> getting there huge build up huge <laughs> build up I love it Eli Barnard hey guys and the crowd goes wild I'm so good so good but now they have two babies and I have one and our kids like each other too so that's super cool absolutely because yeah. that's hard when your kids don't get along oh yeah or like when your friends that you really love have really shitty kids yep. yeah that's the hardest because you're like well i guess we can't be friends anymore so then you and then they get along with people who have shitty parents yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the worst the worst so anyone that's friends with layla she doesn't like the parents I'm just, yeah i'm just kidding <laughs> not true not true i'm very lucky but uh yeah. quick side note one of my favorite things like y'all are one of my favorite parent friends because at the tiniest inkling of your kid being an asshole mm. y'all fucking stop it right there you have to shut it down like there is no acceptance yeah. of yeah. it there is no i mean y'all are patient and great and loving and caring sure. and affectionate and all that but you're also like nope we're not fucking doing this correct like, yeah we're gonna leave <laughs> if this is gonna happen and i can't stand when parents are like <laughs> he's having Isn't a it cute when he's an asshole yeah Oh, be free my little butterfly be we free don't, we don't say the word no or We've sorry never never stopped him from right. doing anything. anything i'm like well your kid's gonna be an asshole he's like he's pissing in your refrigerator right now <laughs> on your celery so you're that's stupid fine. that's fine you're a Dude, stupid if you person. like piss celery then that's great for you yeah 
there's a balance for sure. Yeah. But if your kid's being a dickhead, then stop them from stop doing them. it. <laughs> My mom always says shitty kids turn into shitty adults. Hundred percent. Yeah. You gotta. You these. This is the moment where we can mold their little minds yeah. into like mm-hmm. good, accepting, and loving, and kind. Yep. Brave people. They're and cute have you ever and seen precious right now. The yeah. uh, girls gone wild videos. <laughs> This yeah. is, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You just like, on both yeah. sides of the camera. There, you don't want that either. Of both them. sides, yeah. just the whole company yeah. in general. You know what? I always say when I was pregnant. I don't know if I've said this on funeral stories yet, but you know how when the baby is like kicking and someone touches your stomach, they're like, "She's gonna be a soccer player." Mm. I would always be like, "Or a stripper." <laughs> now, do you remember the day Layla was doing the moves in the living room with no clothes on, yeah. and she was just she did like a of... dead drop perfectly. <laughs> yes. I was like, "She's been hanging around too many drag queens." <laughs> but we were just she was kind of crawling on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> we were just That's going to music. Uh, like, oh yeah, I'm glad it wasn't like Warrant Cherry Pie or something. <laughs> like, definitely a stripper. Song. <laughs> but she, I, I, I still say to this day, if she's gonna be a stripper, may she be the best goddamn stripper there is, yeah. and may she make she's, all the fucking money. Yeah, Absolutely. she's like running. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just look. Whatever she does, I just want her to be the best at it and be kind. Maybe yeah. she owns the strip club. There you yeah. go. Maybe there you yeah. go. I you like know what I mean? I like she that. works herself, and she provides a very safe caring and loving environment for mm-hmm. these girls to go through yep. college there absolutely you go. there you go <laughs> yeah i like that we just wrote for future there we go godspeed layla <laughs> godspeed you beautiful child <laughs> you beautiful little butterfly and she'll never have to be nude floor. exactly or that's the whole point that's what's brilliant <laughs> or she could be she just yeah. likes the, she likes the lifestyle but not actually yeah you true know. Yeah. true she's like kiss the ring i'll exactly. buy you a ring <laughs> exactly now that you kissed it she's very kind <laughs> Very good. She's like, I just want all my strippers to like me. <laughs> hey y'all. Hey y'all. Thanks for I coming like... in again for another great session. Um, you were doing really good on that poll. I know. Candy. Just like candy. Oh, just try a little bit harder if you want to. If you yeah. want to, you are the boss of your own body. Yes. <laughs> and then they do a prayer circle. <laughs> Straight into taking. Now let's go out there and make some money. Let's go out there. Yeah. Come on, let's guys. not forget what this is really about. God you got, and money. We, I don't want you to have any student loans. My dad has preached that into my head since <laughs> the very beginning. Day one. Day one. Day yeah. one. I love that she's you. super country. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, right unfortunately, it's where we are. It kind of comes with the territory. Mm. Right. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> Great transition. <laughs> yeah. Sliding right Perfect into why we're here. to our very um, uplifting episode. Yeah. So normally when we have guests on, we have them on to share their funeral stories. But we have some uh, people that we just really like and that make us laugh and we think that they will come across well that we want to sit in on research topics um, and also as a way to kind of get them comfortable for maybe sharing their Future stories episodes. if they want yeah. to. Um so I invited my good friend Eli here today to talk about da, 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 Chernobyl and mm. the deaths mm. that occurred and their funerals and how their bodies were handled and all that kind of stuff. So what got me, I re- obviously remember learning about Chernobyl in high school and this, that, and the other, but what really got me thinking about this was the new HBO show, Chernobyl, which... Right. I don't think either of you have seen it. Mm-mm. I have not. Okay. So it it has 
the highest it's the highest rated show on imdb ever in history wow and really? it's not even done the the final episode airs on monday it's wow. a mini series so it's just yeah. five episodes and it's oh my like i have chills just thinking about it because mm. like i said it's one of those things that feels like a horror story when you read about it in the books but you're so far removed from it and so nothing i'm going to say today is going to be a spoiler because we already know that this shit happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But your watch, and that's that like sense of terror and dread. And I forget the term, Alfred. I was a film studies student, but I should know this. But Alfred Hitchcock defined this term when you're watching a character and you know something is going to happen to them and they don't know it yet. Mm. And so it's that like, you yeah. just, that em- empathy you feel for these characters. Sure, sure. So. You're watching these people watch this nuclear plant explode and standing on a bridge to watch the fire. Mm-hmm. And you're like, get the fuck away. Like, you are breathing in radiation. You're right, going right, to die. Right. Like, go, 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 go. And so it really does a great job. There was a, a so many articles have obviously been written about it, but several of them are like, Game of Thrones is ending and somehow... Uh, HBO's most terrifying show ever is Chernobyl. And it just talked, like, everyone's like, this is the best written horror thriller Mm. miniseries ever. And it's true. Yeah. So there's, like, there's just so much. So I obviously, they don't give all the details of everything that happens. So I wanted to learn more about it. And so we're going to talk about... Chernobyl and acute radiation syndrome. Who's ready, guys? Yay! Super excited. Super excited. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, so obviously, y'all learned about Chernobyl in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little. A little. Yeah. But we know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna just give nuclear reactor. Yeah. Yeah. Explosion. Mm-hmm. Not a good thing. The devastation that's left in the aftermath. Yeah. 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 Which is still. Still happening. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. So uh, for people that don't know, I'm going to give a little background of what it was. Um, the Chernobyl disaster was a catastrophic nuclear accident that occurred on April 26, 1986, which was wow, Layla's was birthday, April 26. 1986. <laughs> I thought it was like earlier than that. But yeah. Okay, well, so Three Mile Island was in Pennsylvania, I think, mm-hmm. or I think it was in Pennsylvania and it was an American nuclear plant and it had a similar meltdown but nothing like this and that was in 1979 so wow. yeah anyway okay so uh it happened on april 26 1986 in the number four nuclear reactor at the chernobyl nuclear power plant near the city of Pripyat, which they've heard me like practice all these words <laughs> several times so I'll probably say the words I don't know how to pronounce in a high-pitched voice. <laughs> Prepeat. Prepeat. They're perfect. Thank That's you. That's exactly how Thank they say you. it. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone must say it with a high-pitched Prepeat. In the North Ukrainian SSR near the, near the Belarusian SSR border, the accident occurred during a late-night safety test simulating a power outage, during which both emergency safety and power regulating systems were intentionally disabled. A combination of inherent reactor design flaws and reactor operators arranging the core in a manner contrary to the checklist for the test resulted in uncontrolled reaction conditions. Superheated water was instantly turned into steam, causing a destructive steam explosion and a subsequent open-air graphite fire. Mm. We'll get into why that's really bad. 
But doesn't sound too bad. No, <laughs> it sounds like it's like, can okay, happen anywhere. You know, Soup's chill. Just call the fire department. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be fine. Um two people so, could stop that. Easy. 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 You got a water hose? Yeah. You got a bucket? Some sand, some boron. <laughs> Salt. A little Salt. baking soda. Yeah. Which they actually did pour sand and boron on it, which they didn't realize was at the time would actually melt the ground. Create wow. lava and melt the ground. And they were dumping this on it for days and before they realized fuck there's nothing and we'll get into that yeah. okay so like i said the core was graphite so the core was exposed which is really really bad it's not good news at all so the graphite served the purpose of slowing down neutrons causing the process of nuclear fission so just a little quick physics lesson for anyone um because i didn't know this heck no but nuclear energy is the energy stored inside an atom by the forces that hold together the nucleus of the atom scientists have learned how to capture large amounts of energy from these forces that can be used to generate electricity nuclear fission is the process of splitting a large atom into two or more smaller atoms when an atom is split, a large amount of energy is released, which makes sense. When the energy is released in a slow, controlled manner, it can be used to generate electricity to power our homes. When the energy is released all at once, a chain reaction occurs, causing a nuclear explosion. So nuclear power plants use nuclear fission to generate heat, and the heat creates steam from the water, and that's what ultimately powers the electrical generators. Around 20% of the electricity in the United States is generated by nuclear power plants. There are currently 104 commercial nuclear power plants generating units in the U.S. So, good no. And, okay, so, if you listen to the news, you're up on politics, you know, like, <laughs> Eli shook his head now. He's like, I like to, I like to uh, save my uh, mental health. I do. <laughs> I like I to do. not... Yeah. He's like, I don't even know who, who's president. God, yeah. What a nice world to live Dukakis, in. Dukakis? Did he win? <laughs> I, would, I wish I could live in some alternate universe in my head and be like, "That's you guys are silly. That never happened. Yeah. Like, just, wouldn't it be so It's not nice? that hard. I do it. <laughs> He's not on Facebook. Day. No, no, not no. Not on Facebook. That's media. smart. Yeah. Not on Instagram. That's very smart. seth has yeah. got to get off Facebook, y'all. Yeah. Seriously. Girl. He's he's getting Girl. real far deep, deep into his feels which i get man <clears throat> I, I mean i understand it but that's why i'm like go pick it run for yeah. office that, exactly get turn, off facebook run for office just, yeah. like, turn your energy into yes. yeah something productivity yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah okay but there's a lot of debate about nu nuclear power and why is it's bad why it's bad and just once i want to say nuclear for president bush mm. <laughs> nuclear nuclear <laughs> and then i won't do it again okay so, nuclear power plants are bad because of the obvious that large-scale accidents can be catastrophic, mm -hmm. um, but also because water, the, the waste is radioactive, and although the costs are very low to make nuclear energy, the safe disposal of the radioactive waste generated is very difficult and expensive. Local thermal pollution from wastewater severely negatively affects marine life. Absolutely. Yes. And that's the mm -hmm. thing that like I'm super passionate about and me you too. are. I me fucking too. love ducks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean seriously. <laughs> Dolphins. Like, yeah. Come on. Oh my God. Can we just little side note here? You want to kiss a dolphin? Mm -hmm. Oh, I would. You got one? Yeah. <laughs> would I you bring one? A dolphin. It was awesome. <laughs> I need to. That's my next that's my next vacation. I mean, we didn't there was no mm. tongue, but I'm scared of my right knee. <laughs> we gotta edit that out. <laughs> 
No, I, I I heard a podcast about that about, about dolphin rape about dolphin rape. Well, no, she was just oh. she was just um, pleasuring the dolphin. It was the research oh, scientist. Oh yeah, you know no. I mean? the dollop. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, is that what it was? Oh yeah, that's one of the best episodes. And it's like, we love here the comes dolls. the lipstick, <laughs> and she was just like sorting them out. Like, uh-huh. They did a documentary oh, of it too. It's yeah, crazy. not good. That's Mm-mm. not. So let's not get that like that deep there's that a line crazy. yeah no my yeah. side note was not at all about that dolphin sex but i would kiss it often yeah no i regret saying here comes the <laughs> lipstick that's typically a dog dick not a dolphin dick but in my but mind it looks that's like what happens lipstick, right? yeah yeah any animal dick looks like lipstick <laughs> except except for a duck which looks like Have a corkscrew it do- i've never seen a duck's Penis. <laughs> Can we just call it duck dick? <laughs> I'm gonna call it a penis. Fine. <sighs> That's what he, he I, prefers. I've never seen one, but I've seen him doing it on the water. Mm-hmm. I bet now you want to. And now we really want to see it. That's okay. It's not making. And the cork, <laughs> the corkscrew. I think it can. Yeah. We'll sh- we'll show you a picture later. You seen a photo? Yeah. Oh well. All right. Google get you anywhere. <laughs> what the fuck is the internet, by the way? <laughs> Eli does no, no. He, the good news is his phone it was made in the last decade, so Correct. that is good. It's a razor. It's a <laughs> it's a T-Mobile sidekick. <laughs> Which I can you text. Probably had one. I can text. I can text. My side note was actually about ducks. Um, Gina texted me mm. after we had been over and she was so upset because yeah. a neighbor had shot one of your ducks. Um, turns out, uh-huh. snapping turtle <gasps> took the duck. Oh, oh but so much gosh. grief. Is this so, we talk a lot about like animals and yeah. people that are very empathetic to yeah. animals and love animals and yeah. feel for animals. And I, j- I d- like, I had to, did you just show a duck dick? <laughs> Why? That's not. Let me see. Why is it so long? We'll post it on our Instagram. Hold on. Hold on. That's not possible. <laughs> that's there's a video fake. of it, it <gasps> like ejecting into something that they is like a faux vagina. There's a video. <laughs> it literally look looks like a six foot tapeworm <laughs> that has <laughs> that got very confused. <laughs> Real confused. Real confused. <laughs> Could not I, did, I, I don't. Way. You can never unsee that. By the way, to say. yeah, you're you'll fine. never be able to look at this cute little duck. Jesus yeah. Christ! I love well, ducks so much. I really well, do. We have names for them. We feed them like every day. I have two now, ducks every that day. That's all he's going to see at my house. Yeah. Um, man, that just that was a mind effort. Yeah. So let's talk about something fun, like and uplifting, like. Uh, Chernobyl. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. Duck dicks. Now- radiation. <laughs> okay. So nuclear power plants use the element uranium as fuel. Control rods of uranium are used to make sure that the chain reaction of atom splitting proceeds at a controlled pace. The core was the only part of the reactor <laughs> made of graphite. <laughs> You're fine. If there's background noise. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no one's We're drinking beer and we have a cooler to keep the beer cold. So you might hear an occasional zipper. You should have heard Jenny yesterday. (laughs) Just like in in the microphone. Like, (laughs) sorry. Like, (laughs) there was nothing we could do. I'm really self-conscious about it now. No, No, do it. We're waiting for it. Everyone listening is going to be like ASMR for them. A what? 
See? I'm just kidding. I know what it is. I know what it is. See, guys, he's never even heard of Google. <laughs> what the fuck is the internet? Let's see. Who's the internet? I don't know her. I don't know her. Um, okay, so the core was the only part of the reactor made of graphite. So when reports began to leak out of the Soviet Union, who, like, heads up, y'all, we'll get into this too. They really, really, really wanted to keep this quiet. Yeah. Like, when we see the measures they went to, you're going to be like, holy fucking shit. They were crazy. The government, obviously not the people. The people were good and they died. Anyway, but when the reports began to leak out, there was U.S. satellite imagery that captured (laughs) this fucking (laughs) nuclear plant melting down. Um, It became clear how serious the explosion really was. So, radiation levels in the entrance to the reactor spiked to 30,000 rontgens per hour. So that's the decimeter will measure rontgens. And like three is that like the ones that they had at the plant were like very cheap ones that only went up to like three. Yeah. So they spiked to 30,000 rontgens per hour. Wow. 100 rontgens per hour for five hours is fatal. Wow. The amount of radioactive particles being spewed into the air on the night of April 26, 1986, was equal to 10 Hiroshima bombs. Holy fuck. Wow. And people are standing on the bridge watching this plant meltdown. And their husbands and brothers and dads are rushing to the plant. Sure, sure. Firefighters. Yeah, Yeah. which is why the Soviet Union wanted to protect this so much because they were so proud of their nuclear, you know, uh, energy program. Sure. So then, yeah. So the aftermath. Okay. Hmm. Little background on the Soviet Union, because I don't know how many people know about the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. But the Soviet Union was a socialist one-party state in Eurasia that existed from 1922 to 1991. So if you think about that, that was only five years after Chernobyl. Yeah. Right. So it was governed by the Communist Party in Moscow. Mikhail Gorbachev. Mikhail. 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 It was exactly right. Yeah, you yeah. turn into an anime character. And- Mikhail. <laughs> Mikhail Gorbachev. I literally wrote out the pronunciation of these. So the pronunciation says me, space, kale, like the vegetable. <laughs> Gorba. All caps. C-H-A-V. Shav. Shav. So Chav. Mikhail Gorbachev. was the crown leader of the USSR in 1985 so this is his first year Um, and was in power when the Chernobyl disaster occurred Swedish monitoring stations showed unusually high levels of radioactivity near northern Kiev the Soviet Union which was historically shrouded in secrecy avoided commenting and tried to keep the news of the disaster quiet the official newspaper Pravda did not even report on the incident or the severity of the danger posed by the meltdown for two weeks. Wow. Gorbachev himself did not make a public comment on the event event until May 14th, almost three weeks later. In time, it would become apparent that Gorbachev and the CPSU, which was the Central Committee of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, were attempting to cover up the disaster and greatly downplayed the danger and levels of radioactivity. The radioactive cloud from Chernobyl was 10 times more dangerous than the radiation released by the nuclear bomb in Hiroshima, which I said, but I feel like that should be said again. That's <laughs> Just fucking to serious. really get that in your Correct, Fucking yeah. serious. And also, it wasn't a bomb that was dropped. 
It yeah. was it like a bomb drops. Radioactivity is fucking terrible. They didn't know how to stop. Like the bomb happens once, and then the it, it sends everything out, and then it's done. Yeah, this was a fucking nuclear power plant that was m- continuing to melt down. Correct. Continu- and it was only one reactor. Right. So there were several other reactors around that they were scared would ignite and explode. And honestly, could have the capacity to end human race as we know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Absolutely. I mean, when you when you have one reactor that's melting down and day two, they're getting radioactivity in uh, Germany, yeah. <laughs> in, in East great. Germany. Yeah, not, not good. Yeah. So basically, okay. After the explosion, people began voluntarily leaving the city. However, phone lines had been cut and workers at the plant had been prohibited from speaking about the incident with friends or family. It's crazy. Even so, rumors of the severity began to spread hours after the incident. Children went to school that next day. Jesus. (laughs) With radioactive foam littering the streets. Wow. Residents were given iodine tablets and told to stay inside. Uh, Iodine. Iodine. Nothing to see here, folks. That's going to stop it. That's yeah. going to stop your butt cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though. I wow. mean, like, you're going to be fine. Just go about your business. Don't mind. Yeah. Nothing to see here, guys. It's like when you accidentally karate chop your little sister too hard in the neck or yeah. something. Yeah. And then you're like, don't tell mom and dad. Don't tell mom and dad. Seriously, anything. You can play Legends of Zelda for two hours tonight. Don't tell mom and dad. It was an accident. It was an accident. <laughs> Real sorry that happened. It wasn't that bad. You're fine. You're fine. Look, can you breathe? breathe. Can you breathe? Can you breathe? Look, you're Here, good. I'm going to give you a piece you're of fine. candy. It'll make it all better. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can hold my pocket knife <laughs> fine. for three minutes. <laughs> Over there in the corner. Just be thankful you have a home, okay? Exactly. <laughs> Just, and a brother that loves you, clearly. Clearly, <laughs> I love you. This is the best analogy for really Soviet Union communism. It is. is. This is really good. Please don't tell. A lot of gaslighting happens. A lot of gaslighting. Yep. So yeah, children went to school that day. Literally with radioactive foam littering the streets. The fire is still going. Jeez. Um, So they, uh, the following day, over 36 hours after the explosion, the decision was made to evacuate Pripyat. Um, 43,000 residents were evacuated in less than three and a half hours. They were given 50 minutes notice and they were told they'd be able to return. So many of them left their belongings and valuables behind. Spoiler alert. They never got to go home and it's still a fucking ghost town. Um, Europe and the rest of the Western world began questioning the CPSU about the disaster. And in turn, the CPSU ramped up their efforts to cover up what happened. They began making public statements released on a global scale that attempted to seriously downplay the event. The statements were full of lies, claiming that the incident was merely a minor accident. And while the level of radioactive contamination may have surpassed what was normal, they did not spike to levels that would require measures to be evac- to, to evacuate the surrounding areas, nor did they call for outside help from foreign parties. Another spoiler alert, it did. <laughs> It definitely did. Correct. <laughs> it was a big fucking deal. Yeah. <sighs> of course, that was far from true. And readings from stations across Western Europe made clear that the incident was much more dire than reported. Finally, the USSR allowed foreign journalists to come to the scene and report on the catastrophe. After several news outlets reported on the terror, it became undeniably el- evident that Gorbachev and the CBSU <laughs> were seriously downplaying what had occurred. 
the consequence of which was a tragedy of epic proportions on an environmental and political level. Mm. Gorbachev once wrote that the Chernobyl disaster, even more than my launch of, I don't know how to say this, Perestroika, (laughs) was perhaps the real cause of the collapse of the Soviet Union. Mm, Which I could see. I think it's Pink Floyd, but... And you think what you th- you think, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I said what I said. Your opinions. I mean, don't at me. Don't don't at me because you can't because you ain't got it. Yeah, you can't at Eli. That's why. No, you can't. You can't exactly. find me on the interweb. No, nope. don't exist. He's not. He's not even real. He's living in a bunker, old school bus buried in the ground. Yep. Oh, if you put family. eleven of them together, it's a home. <laughs> Is that what they say? I mean, oh, that's you what shook I say. your head like I. This is a direct quote. Oh, oh yeah, it is <laughs> from actually. the school bus. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. But also probably. <laughs> yeah. So, because of a cover-up between the United Nations, the KGB, and other Western intelligence agencies, and I want to really, I want everyone listening and everyone here to understand this because. In doing research, and I'm obviously not the only one, there's a show on HBO, (laughs) but (laughs) because of this cover-up between the United Nations, the KGB, and other Western intelligence agencies, it is difficult, if not nearly impossible, to estimate just how many lives were lost as a direct result of the Chernobyl disaster. Yeah. And that is so infuriating. Yeah. Like, even just Googling it, you can't get... Like, if you Google how many people have died of AIDS... (laughs) <laughs> or yeah, right. how many people died in nine eleven? Like you right. can get an answer. Yeah, yeah. Chernobyl. I think I feel like something on that scale because of how isolated they yes, were. Yes, exactly. They they cut the phone lines for fuck's sake. Oh yeah, Jeez. like and you're in the middle of the woods on a Saturday too. They sent kids to school on a Saturday. They, that, they, apparently they did that in Russia. Sure. Mm, yeah. So. We did that or in Georgia Ukraine. too. If you were yeah. bad, <laughs> if you were real bad, you had <laughs> Saturday school. <laughs> Saturday school. I had Girl. Saturday school. <laughs> So it, was re- it might have just been the bad kids that had to go to school. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. I mean, so then they deserved it. Too far? Really? That was too I mean, far? <laughs> if her and I look at each other and be like, oh. We're leaving it in. We're leaving it in, guys. Executive decision. Actually, I'll talk to Lawrence. Yeah. Those 12-year-olds deserve ball cancer. It's pretty, yeah. You want to pass that note again, Timmy? <laughs> You're fucking dead. Okay, when you put it like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I was wrong. <laughs> but it's it's the isolation yeah. and the vastness of all of Siberia. Yeah, and, like, I mean, you got so many people. Yeah. So much wilderness. Communism. Communism <laughs> is a thing. So it's just yeah. like, you need yeah. a button for your shirt? Ask me for the button. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Then you can put the button on your shirt. <laughs> That's weird. Another great analogy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's isolation. It's, yeah. It's, when you have that much space. Also, this was 1986. Correct. So if something like Chernobyl happened today in the most isolated part of the world, we would hear about it. Yeah. Correct. Maybe two hours later. Right. And so back then, Roger Waters are, would be like, mm. "Yeah, exactly." It's 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 a little fucking different. You can't see my fingers, it's, but typing, they're yeah, typing, typing really very fast, super feverishly, fast. as we would say. I'm giving him more credit than he deserves. He doesn't have yeah. that many. Okay, so the forest surrounding the disaster area was nearly immediately killed by the tragic levels of radiation in the air. I'm talking like almost immediately. 
The area is now referred to as the Red Forest because the trees turned a bright red color in response to the radiation. Oh, shit. Eventually, the trees were bulldozed and buried in trenches. Mm-hmm. Which, to go straight into the groundwater. Yeah. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk about that. The least of their problems. There was, they would line them with concrete. Like that. Like they... There's, and we'll get to okay, that. Okay, go for it. Um, what's crazy is even after all of this and the inherent risks and in continued operation of a severely <laughs> flawed design, the plant continued to operate until eventually the last reactor was closed in December of 2000. The year 2000. The year 2000. Mm. Wow. Let's see it up in the year 2000. Won't it be great when Chernobyl finally closes? <laughs> In the year 2000. <laughs> so here's the thing. That took a minute. Yeah. Maybe unnecessarily like what? long. How many minutes would that be? Not actually uh, But times that by, what, 24 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, wait. not. It'd be less than that. 14 years. Yeah. So 14 years they continued to create nuclear energy at Chernobyl. Hmm. So um, the plant itself and the now ghost towns of Pripyat, I don't know, I think I'm, whatever, and Chernobyl and wide areas surrounding these towns, which is referred to as the zone of alienation or the exclusion zone, are for the most part off limits to humans. There are some exceptions. Around 300 residents did return to their homes despite warnings of severe risk of radiation exposure. Scientists and other government personnel are allowed on the site for research and inspections. And in 2011, the Ukraine announced, or I always say the Ukraine. The Ukraine. <laughs> Ukraine. Because right. I'm so used to the Soviet Union. Ukraine works. Ukraine. <laughs> but the well, just, Ukraine. It's, it's kind of like the a little between bit Walmart of, and the Walmart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Georgia. Mm-hmm. I'm mm. going down to the Georgia, to the St. Simons I'm Islands. A, I'm going down to the Targets. The Targets. <laughs> but like you say, it. like, the mall. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. That's very similar. I'm going to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I can't be Ukraine. the only one that calls it the Ukraine. Mm. Also, I'm used to saying the Soviet Union. Yeah. That's a good point. You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. So in 2011, Ukraine announced the area would be open to tourists. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I want to go there. Put on your Sunday best, honey. <laughs> We're going to Chernobyl. <laughs> We're going to Chernobyl. Man, you better come on. It's gonna be good. Yep. We gonna go. Stocks, we're gonna go elk and boar hunting because mm. we'll get to that. It's apparently oh, yeah. like the most beautiful wildlife sanctuary in the world because there's a fucking humans there. It is, yeah. Like it's, it's all yeah. the ducks have two dicks. <laughs> and guess what? They're twelve inches. <laughs> Shit. So a total of twenty-four inch of dick on these ducks. So the female mm. ducks are either really upset or really stoked yeah i'd be so upset if Stefan <laughs> suddenly came home with a 12 inch dick i'd be like this isn't gonna work but what about two 12 inch dicks that's definitely not gonna work because they're gonna both need to be in a hole and there's not it's not gonna happen so yeah they did open it up to tourists which is strange um because of the region's unique ability to be protect protected from humans it has become one of the world's most rare wildlife sanctuaries there are still some visible effects from the radiation, including stunted trees and animals with insanely high levels of cesium-137 in their bodies. Even still, the area has not returned to normal, and it won't anytime soon. In fact, the area won't be safe for human habitation for more than 20,000 years. What? Radiation's the foxes, I read. 
yeah are doing awesome they're doing great humans will not survive foxes wow. great mm-hmm. humans dead not so much dead <laughs> so i did want to kind of like just point this out again that because of the cover-up between the united nations kgb and other agencies it's difficult to estimate everything however in 2005 the chernobyl forum report which was led by the iae the international atomic energy agency was released the iae was endorsed by eight un agencies and the governments of russia belarus and ukraine so obviously yeah totally not impartial or Mm -hmm. wait yeah so (laughs) they partial they were they were definitely biased here um the report concluded that there had been fewer than 50 deaths attributable to radiation resulting from the Chernobyl meltdown. Okay. Claiming almost all the people who were deceased were first responders that died within first months, uh, the first months of the in, in, oh my God, incident. The report also claimed that there might be around 9,000 cancer deaths related to Chernobyl. So, and that, yeah. However, <laughs> Greenpeace responded with its own report and claimed that the death toll could be as high as 200,000. Wow. In 2018, the United Nations Scientific Committee on the Effects of Atomic Radiation, UNSEER, <laughs> reported that the accident uh, was also responsible for nearly 20,000 documented cases of thyroid cancer among individuals who were under 18 years of age at the time of the accident wow. in three affected countries, including Belarus, Ukraine, and the Russian Federation. This was due to the high levels of radioactive iodine released from the Chernobyl reactor in the early days after the accident. Radioactive iodine was deposited in pastures eaten by cows, who then concentrated it in their milk, which was subsequently ingested by children. This was further exacerbated by a general iodine deficiency in the local diet, causing more of the radioactive iodine to be accumulated in the thyroid. Shit. Not good. Immediately after the explosion, two plant workers were killed. Within a few hours, several more workers had died. Emergency rescue workers feverishly tried to put the fires out and stop further radiation leaks for several days following the incident. Because of this, the death death toll continued to rise as first responders and other plant workers died from acute radiation sickness, which some of the symptoms of that are like anxiety, fatigue, disassociation. But also, if you are exposed on that level... That in that like concentration, your skin in a few days will turn completely black and literally rot off, and it's a very, very, very painful death. Awesome, yeah, not <laughs> a way we want to go. That's no. not mm-mm. so. A total of 28 workers died within four months of the explosion. Several of these people were aware they were exposing themselves to toxic levels of radiation in hopes of securing the facility and preventing further catastrophic radiation exposure across Europe. Within three months, 31 people had died from radiation exposure. More than 6,000 cases of thyroid cancer had happened at this point. Three months. Currently, there are 2,397,683 people registered with Ukraine's health ministry to receive ongoing Chernobyl-related health treatment. Of these... 453,391 are children. Okay. So what happened to the people that died? The heroic first responders and plant workers were all buried in a mass grave. Their bodies were enclosed in zinc coffins that had been welded shut with concrete poured over them. 
This was done to prevent their corpses from contaminating the soil. Shit. So this is going to take me to an article that was released June 24th, 1986 from the Associated Press, um, Moscow. The 23 fresh graves just inside the main entrance of Mittenskoy <laughs> Cemetery are all alike. There is no sign to identify the dead as the victims of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. Each grave has flowers on the mound of earth and a concrete border. Workmen are erecting identical marble tombstones. Eerily empty spaces indicate more deaths are expected. Six of the headstones bear the names of firefighters the Soviet press had identified as victims of radiation at Chernobyl. And a cemetery official said Tuesday, the plot was for those who died as a, as a result of the nuclear accident. At the cemetery on Moscow's northwest outskirts, workers toiled in a steady drizzle, putting up marble headstones bearing the victims' names, birth dates, and the day they died in gold-painted inscription. All the dates of death were after the April 26 accident at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. Some graves had temporary hand-printed signs with the names and dates. A cemetery official who declined to give his name to two Western reporters who visited the cemetery said a monument will eventually be built to those who died. So one of the victims, power plant worker Valerie Kodemchuk, will be entombed with the ruined number four react- reactor because his body was never recovered. The Communist Party Daily Pravda reported on May 23rd. The newspaper reported that another man, Vladimir Shashanok, had been killed instantly and buried at a village near the power station. Um, American bone marrow specialist Dr. Robert Gell, who helps Soviet doctors treat those suffering from radiation sickness, has said there'd be probably more deaths among the people that were still in a Moscow hospital, serious condition. Um, it says there is, there's a second row of eight graves with three graves to the right and five to the left of a gap that would accommodate seven graves. On the headstones, firefighters Viktor Kibinok, Vladimir Pravik, Nikolai Vashuk, Vasily Ignatenko, Ignatenko, Vladimir Tishura, and Nikolai Titanok are etched gold stars in the ranks they held on the military fire brigade that first responded to the accident. Wow. Graveyard workers declined to say how long ago the burials took place or whether rituals were separate for each victim or held together for the group. So we can see here that there is a... That's part of the cover Shut up. Okay. We're not going to talk about gotcha. this. Like, we're not going to say anything. Like, we yeah. are... This never happened. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. They were so young, commented an elderly woman visiting another area of the cemetery. They were brought here to be treated at hospitals, but they couldn't be sent home to be buried. So sad. A danger zone has been drawn around an area of the nuclear power station, and all residents of the area have been evacuated. Cemetery officials confiscated the notes and film of the two reporters saying reporters needed permission to visit the cemetery. A policeman stationed at the cemetery said it was off-limits to all except family members and special permission was needed from local authorities to copy the names on the headstones or take pictures. The official later escorted the two reporters to the graves on condition they not make notes or take pictures. A group of passing women stopped to watch the workers for a few moments. One asked the cemetery, Who's buried here? Just ordinary people who died, he replied. That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. So, um, just ordinary people. Just ordinary people. Nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. Okay. In an article, are you okay? I'm good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just taking it all in. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. Um, okay. Three, two. 
In an article published by The Guardian on April 26, 2016, 30 years after the disaster, a woman recounts her experience as a survivor of Chernobyl. Genia. I don't know if I said that right. Genia. A 31-year-old woman living in London and the daughter of KGB first responder says, My father, now 62, said that those who stayed were almost certainly sentenced to death. Not a year went by in our family without a Chernobyl funeral. Mostly my dad's colleagues and friends. Last year, the last remaining person to work with him in the contamination zone died. My dad also has an incurable condition, but it was never a choice, just something he had to do. Crazy. So then there was, um, there's an article, and we can post it because I, I won't read the whole thing, but it's called For Chernobyl. It, this was posted April 27th, 1991. For Chernobyl survivor, funerals are now routine. When Reactor 4 of the Chernobyl nuclear power station exploded at 1.23 a.m. on April 26, 1986, Yuri Alexeyev was fast asleep, but for him and millions of other Soviets either living in the disaster area or drafted to help with the cleanup campaign, life changed with that moment. The first thing that happened to me was I stopped going to weddings and started going to funerals, said the 40-year-old turbine engineer who is convinced that radioactive fallout has caused the mysterious and frequently sudden death deaths of many of his Chernobyl fellow Chernobyl worker, workers. People I worked with my age who outwardly seem perfectly healthy are dying and nobody is able to explain why. It is only now, five years after the explosion, that Soviet leaders and ordinary people alike are beginning to grasp the full scale of the world's worst nuclear disaster. The fallout from Chernobyl has left a swath of agriculture land the size of Holland permanently poisoned. About 200,000 people have already been evacuated from their homes. Nearly 5 million people live in contaminated areas. So that's not awesome. Um, so there was one article that was posted. I did because it was posted like this year. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. It was posted 2011. But it's one of the most recent ones. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how they let every year Orthodox Christians in Belarus throng to local cemeteries to commemorate their deceased relatives and loved ones on the ninth day after Easter, following a Slavic rite on a Reverend Day called Radonista. Radonitsa. I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) They tidy up and they tidy up tunes and adorn the graves with wreaths, bow their head in somber silence. But in the southeast of Belarus, people stream to a tightly guarded area surrounded by solid fences and barbed wire where whole villages were evicted 25 years ago after being contaminated with deadly radiation spewed by a blown up reactor at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in neighboring Ukraine. The evacuees stream into the da- dangerous exclusion zone not only to tend the graves of their kinsmen, but also to cast a glance at their former homes in forlorn villages often plundered by looters. Fellow villagers come from all parts, as well as Russia and Ukraine, to use the four days given by authorities to clean graves, lay flowers, leave sweets and a glass of wine at the tomb, to give each other a hearty hug and share news. In the village of Paganoi, I don't know how to say that, Around 500 of those 2,000 were evacuated after the Chernobyl disaster have already died. According to official lists hung at a local cemetery, many of the dead are brought by their relatives to this desolate village to be buried in their native land. One of the former villagers, 76-year-old Natalia Belkovitz, told me her mother could not survive resettlement from her birthplace and died in May 1986, just two weeks after leaving. It was next to impossible to, to persuade the authorities to allow for her burial in her village. 
The funeral was tightly controlled by army servicemen, she said. Now, formalities have been simplified. The dead are just brought in and interred. No special permits are required. Many of the local houses are now in ruins, spoiled by gangs. A quick glance of all the ruins, a quick drink of vodka, and a visitor is rushed away from his former yard, tainted with radiation. Unable to rein in their emotions, some of the former villagers burst into tears, like Sergei Bolkovitz, who found a picture of himself when he was 50 years younger. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, there is little doubt. Okay. In Pogonoi, <laughs> I overheard an old man asking his younger relative to bury him, quote, in this very cemetery, under this very pine, with a stunning view of sunrises in one direction and a village landscape in another, end quote. There is little doubt the old man's request will be respected for many years to come. Deceased evacuees are set to return to to rest in peace in their native land, and for more years to come, despondent survivors of the world's worst nuclear disaster will stream to their birthplace from which they were once uprooted. Wow. So they can go back to be buried. So do you know why this particular spot was chosen for the nuclear power plant? Was, I mean... No, I mean, I... Because it was so isolated? Was well, there, no, there were, it wasn't so isolated. Oh, okay. It was isolated from, like, media... Oh, okay. Because it was Soviet Union, but they had multiple nuclear plants. Yeah. It, but this was an RBM, RBMK mm-hmm. reactor, which is flawed in so many ways right. that we've learned that we don't have them in America. Yeah. Like it, but yeah, there were several of them, and okay. this was a test that went horribly wrong. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> but well, I mean, no. as wrong as it could possibly yeah. get. Yeah. So many orphanages. Mm-hmm. or healthcare facilities, specifically in Belarus. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. Belarus. Belarus. Belarus where um, children to this day in 2018 are living mm-hmm. with what is suspected radiation caused birth defects. Yeah. So there are kids that are, or teenagers that are 15 years old that are the size of an infant. Uh, microcephaly and hydrocephaly are prevalent in these children there are some families that have three kids and only one of them has radiation caused uh genetic mutations if you will i don't know if that would be the actual word but yeah genetic deformalities yeah um but it's crazy to me it's crazy to me that there are this is still like the effects are still going on oh yeah and that Really they weren't evacuated. Ago, no. Yeah. And they weren't evacuated. And I was oh, just... sorry. <laughs> yeah. They didn't evacuate these areas. And they should have. And it was days that these people went being exposed to this. And the de- it's only 30 years later. People are still going to die from Chernobyl related deaths because radiation, if you're not immediately contaminated and die within months, your cells are never going to be the same. Yeah. And they are going to, you're going to get cancer and you're going to die. And this is terrifying that this happened under a government that tried to keep it hush hush. And there are people, and that's what the whole show on HBO is about, is about these two physicists who are, one is like appointed Mm -hmm. to like guide them through this. And the other involves herself and she's saying tell the fucking truth yeah let people know and i guess we'll see yeah monday night (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but I mean, also you could just like read about it online because historically this yeah. is a thing that happened. And we, I, we see now that we're still not getting all of it. Right. Not getting all the truth. I mean, when one report says 9,000 cancer deaths and only 50 people died and another <laughs> says actually 200,000 people There's died. no way that is possibly true. Like, if you just think about Agent Orange or yeah. freaking the Twin Towers. All the yeah, people that right? are just now, I mean, that are dying from cancers and, from the Twin Towers. And the bro- breathe in jet fuel. Yeah. Like, so... The fact that 9,000... No, no, there's no way from Chernobyl. It's actually impossible. Yeah. <laughs> that actually makes no fucking sense. None at all. Thanks. None yeah. at all. So I was... Uh, I wanted to talk about how undertakers mm-hmm. <laughs> and the practices in the morgue have to care for people with radiation poisoning after death. Sounds fun. Yeah. But I was thinking we could do that in a whole other episode. Because there's okay. so much stuff. Okay. To talk about. All right. Yeah. Eli, how do you feel about Chernobyl? Not great. Not good. Not great. Not a good thing. <laughs> Eli's been very quiet during all the sad shit. He's like, I have no comedic relief yeah. to provide. No. 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 It just sucks. Yeah. So uh, I would like to end this episode on the note of not that this podcast matters, but <sighs> that I really, really like admire and I am greatly saddened by what they called the Chernobyl liquidators, the people that went in to stop it from getting worse. Mm-hmm. I admire their sacrifice. It's fucking disgusting that it had to happen. It's yeah. disgusting that a cover-up has prevailed for this long. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking that you sacrificed your life for the greater good of man. But, you know, thanks. You won't ever get any recognition for it. So Except for this yeah. podcast. Yeah. And HBO TV show. Yeah. So that's pretty fucking so cool. So that'll be, yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. Not as, it could have been cooler if you just lived. Yeah. So on that note, uh, how do we wrap this one up, Laura? Oh, fuck. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> for the recognition. Um, stay away from radiation because it all ends in a funeral. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, Thanks Eli. Eli. <laughs> Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.